Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Talking CX podcast. I'm really glad that we're back. Hi, Graham. How are you doing? Hi, Robin. Um, well, I mean, it's been incredibly busy, to be honest with you. I mean, I haven't been anywhere, which is a little bit of a you know, challenge for a road warrior like me, but, uh, but otherwise it's just been insane. So I suppose insane is good. It keeps your mind off all the craziness in the world. Glad you stayed safe and excited about this new year. Really glad to have a new year. <laughs> so it's been a while, you know, since that we um, released any new podcasts and last year was a little crazy. So we kind of took a break from it and rethought some things about our podcast and what directions we want to go. And I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. Uh, first of all, I want to remind everybody or, or explain to everyone who's who hasn't listened to us before what we did in our last series of podcasts. So we put together a series called the CX Science Series. And this is a foundational series that explains kind of the A to Z nuts and bolts of CX for anyone who is not that familiar with it or anyone who would like to kind of um, understand CX from the perspective of business operating model and the how it connects to people, processes, and technology. And Graham, would you like to read off a list of, of our titles that we have with a little description of, of what those are? Sure. To revisit those. Yeah. And in our, in our own, by the way, in our own experience world, we moved podcast platforms, which has been a pretty exciting uh, project that maybe we'll talk about some other day. Um, but uh, we, we started off with describing the framework of, of this approach to CX that we call CX science as more of a predictable, uh, kind of scientific, data-driven, measurable way of approaching the CX discipline. Uh, then we had that great conversation about why uh, successful CX looks a lot like the game of Jenga, and you got to describe what Jenga might be to the naive people out there <laughs> like me. Um, and then we talked about the world of CX strategy and uh, then a podcast on about knowing your customer, um, obviously a critical component of delivering great CX uh, then pivoted into talking about the business operator model um, and why your channels and people and process and technologies and data and partners and products and services are critical to being able to deliver great CX. Uh, we talked about the mysteries of experience design, which is really putting journey maps to work. Um, you know, the world of CX technology and design and delivery and measurement technology and why that's so important. And then we wrapped it up with a conversation about uh, CX measurement and how that is the heart of ongoing CX improvement. And it's a great series, and I don't mind talking about our, our new platform right now because it's a bit related here. So spent a few months creating a, a website, a home for our podcast platform there, and anybody who wants to take a listen to these can go to TalkingCX.com and you'll be able to find our CX Science Series there. And we also, in addition to that, we have a list of resources that everybody can take a look at, and that will help kind of explain some of the material we're discussing, and it gives you a little bit more to understand and learn about each of those topics. So going forward, uh, what we want to do now is we would like to focus on CX trends 
you know, what's really important to people out there, what is on the top of everybody's mind. We want to talk about things from a wider perspective. For example, what do people in other cultures, other parts of the world, what kind of challenges are they experiencing in customer experience? How is that different from the U.S.? Everybody has a different perspective, and it's great to have a lot of different input on that. And we want to get people from these different perspectives on here and discuss those things with us. And we'll have more about that as time goes on. So that's what we're doing. That's our our new focus now that we have that foundational uh, CX science series there for people to take a listen to. Uh, Our very first episode related to trends is the 2021 CX Challenge Survey. And this is something that, Graham, that you have put together as part of your uh, customer results consultation uh, service that you have. So could you start us off by explaining purpose of the survey and what is the history behind it? So I think... um... You know, from a purpose perspective, I mean, our, our goal is to serve the community of folks, you know, mostly CX passionates that we're engaged with. Um, and it's it's a it's a document that they can use to refer to, to, you know, see how the things that they're really concerned about, you know, things that keep them up at night match with what keeps other people up at night. It's a, a thought starter for people who are, you know, early stage into the CX movement. Um, we find... People use it for all kinds of things. We've had people call us up and say, you know, some crazy guy or gal gave us a copy of this report in the middle of their conversation about how they could help with CX. So we it pops up in all kinds of places, but we do it um, really for a few reasons. One is that it's a great way to start the year because it's an interesting uh, perspective on on what people are concerned about and specifically what's changed, which is a which is something we'll talk about. Um, it's kind of a rallying point for people in our community, which is growing to kind of get around. And then, as I said, it does become a, you know, a really nice kind of conversation and thought starter uh, that we use with our clients, but also that our clients and and our non-clients and our prospects and people out there in the community kind of use um, between each other to kind of, uh, you know, align around what those what those big challenges are in the world. Yeah, talk, if you could talk a little bit about who are the survey takers? Who are you reaching out to to get these opinions? And also, how who is determining what the topics of these surveys are? Yeah, so we um, it's great. That's a great question. So we've so we're in our third year. Um, <clears throat> we started out in 2019 with you know, just what I would almost call a a few hundred close friends after we were kind of asked to do something on an informal basis. And then in 2020, we put some structure around it. And in 2020, we asked, uh, we went out to our community to kind of about 50 or 60 CX experts, so-called CX experts anyway. And we asked them what the top things were. And we distilled that into a list of 22. And then we sent a survey out to our community, which was around about 3000 people at that time. Uh, to have them rank those 22. And then this year, um, we went out to the broader community to kind of gain input as to what the challenges should be. And we went from 22 to uh, 35 challenges. By the way, for those who were involved in the survey, you would note that uh, we actually had 33 because we had a mistake and had two duplicates. Nobody's perfect. Um, and uh, and so out of those 33 challenges, we had 
uh, about 18,000 people in our community now. So that's pretty good growth from three something thousand last year. Um, and we had 1167 survey participants this year, which was about three times the number of people who participated last year. That's great. Wow. That's really great. So are you asking them to vote on the challenges or pick the challenges or, or both? So we, uh, so we, we, uh, we include the people who took the survey in the previous year in the list of people that we go out to, to ask them to, uh, basically to say, are there any, you know, given that we did this last year, are there any additional things you think we should consider this year? Um, and then we send out and that list we compile and we kind of deduplicate it. I mean, as you'd expect. Um, and then we send out the survey to our entire community. This year we did make one change to the survey and this was kind of, as they like to say, by popular request. So um, when we got our top 10 list back, uh, we cycled back around to this kind of core body of CX experts. And we said, you know, given, given this top 10, you know, what are, what are some kind of action thought starters that you have? So we circulated the top 10. We ended up delaying like a week on the survey publication for this reason. We basically said, here's the top 10. And so when you look at these top 10, you know, what are some just discussion points based on your work in the CX arena that you pe- you think people should think about when they're saying, hey, I've got this challenge, what should I do about it? So that was a, a definite kind of enhancement over the survey in previous years that we think is, uh, we think is pretty interesting. Um, if you talk to me in a year, I'll tell you whether our audience thought it was pretty interesting or whether we were just fantasizing. So, <laughs> Okay. Well, hey. So let's find out now, what are the top 10? Let's start with 10 and work our way up to number one. I feel feel like we should have some Casey Kasem music in the background. Yes, yes. We need need drum drum roll effects when we get to number one. That's right. You can Um, do the drum roll. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. But yeah, let's... let's (laughs) Or or, or dog barking in your case, I think. Yes, yes. Probably the dog barking. That's the most likely. (laughs) See, the era era of COVID is marked by three things, right? One is, uh uh-oh, let me fix the technical problems on my Zoom slash WebEx slash Teams before we can start working. Second one is dogs and children in the background. And, and the third one is everybody's working twice as many hours as they used to. So anyway, so our, our number, our number 10, um, was around sufficiency, X discipline and techniques understanding, which by the way, just to note is the same place that it was last year. So while it isn't the most important thing, let's remember that we're doing 10 to one out of 33. So it's certainly up there. Uh, number nine sure. was, uh, both addressing employee experience EX and also the voice of the employee as it uh, contributes to improving customer experience. Number eight is around maximizing uh, CX care, which we'll talk about it in a little while because that to me is particularly fascinating. Um, Number seven is ensuring the right meaningful CX metrics and that those metrics are also aligned with operational and financial results. Number six is delivering uh, demonstrably measurable experience improvements, which I think might well be the whole point of the thing. Um, number five is ensuring that CX delivers return on investment. Number four, prioritizing CX initiatives. Number three, defining great CX. Number two, ensuring deep enough customer understanding in your organization. And drum roll, please. Number one is uh, developing a CX culture and customer first mindset across the organization. That's a fantastic list. 
that's really impressive. It looks like a, lo a lot of people put a lot of thought into that. And my first question after you're reading that off then is I would like to know really what are the major changes or the major trends that you've seen with these items that ha are in this top 10? Are there any major shifts from last year, right? Did, did some of them just zoom up to the top? Have they been there for a while or, or what's going on? Let's talk about that first one. Yeah, so I, I mean, there, there been, there's some there's some really interesting stuff, right? So I mean, the CX culture and the deep enough customer understanding were the top two last year. They're the top two again, right? So um, the order changed, but that's really pretty insignificant. Uh, this defining great CX is the first time, but it's the first time we've asked the question, and we think the reason for that is because uh, understanding what great CX looks like looks a lot different today as we enter what we hope is our year of uh, optimism and hope and recovery from COVID. And so I think everybody recognizes that, you know, customer experience 2019 and customer experience 2021 and 2022 are very different things. So I think everybody's kind of looking at how are they going to get, um, get their hands around what their customers' new expectations are of those experiences. So that's really the first, I think, big shift. Yeah, well, I, I, I think, and I think too, that people may be starting to realize just what a simple yet complicated question that is. And that's why it's our tagline, right? Do CX right, do it right now. And, and the first question people are going to come up with is, well, what does that mean, do it right? And defining great CX is kind of at the core of that. And that can look different depending on a number of different circumstances. So it makes sense that that would move up to the top because I think that's one of the biggest challenges in, yeah. in reality is defining great CX for your particular situation. Yeah, and, and defining, you know, what's changed. I mean, it may sound really simple and trivial, but, you know, so we listened to all the noise for the last 12 months and, you know, what's really changed. And, and I think kind of to pivot a little bit. So on our, our, our second kind of new entrant that I think is important, which is number four is around prioritizing CX initiatives. And I think that comes from the fact that we see, you know, the general trend in importance in the CX discipline in organizations, um, obviously forever, right. Constrained resources to do anything about it. And so I think, you know, and we've had some conversations in the last couple of weeks around this is that figuring out, you know, which of the initiatives, which of the, of the many things you could focus on, should you actually focus on that align with whatever the new expectations of your customers are that you have to figure out and the great CX that they expect and that are actually going to deliver return on investment in your organization, um, you know, that are truly demonstrable and measurable experience improvements. And that is going to you know, continue to evolve the organization's investments in CX as a discipline. So, you know, know what great CX is and then figuring out which initiatives you should actually focus on given the limited resources available in order to, to move the needle and to move the organization forward are both kind of brand new things in the top 10 and I think foundational to organizations. Yeah, they, they sound very foundational. So what other trends have did you notice from last year? 
So I think a couple others um, that were at number eight and number nine. So one is is that uh, CX customer care uh, came in for the first time at number eight. Again, the first time we formally asked about that. And uh, personally, that makes me ecstatic because um, I'm one of those people who's believed that, you know, the CX discipline in most organizations has tended to be owned by marketing. Um, and if you believe that, you know, customer experience success is a lifetime of interactions and end-to-end journeys, and you you believe that in most organizations, 15% of those interactions are marketing, 15% are sales, but 70% are customer care, it seems a little weird and always has done to me that the CX movement would be owned in the marketing organization. Well, there are a lot of good reasons why. Um, and so the idea that a lot of organizations are really focusing on how do you apply the CX discipline to your customer care, customer success, customer service organizations, and then how do you expand the great things that those organizations have been doing for a long time to make them an integral part of your overall uh, CX program? So that's, uh, I think that's amazing. And I think it's got a phenomenal uh, trend in our overall discipline. That's, that's great. So maximize CX-centric customer care and customer success. And while we're talking about this, the number one issue is developing a CX culture in a customer-first mindset. And it seems like those two are pretty closely related. Like you, you couldn't have one without the other. Yeah, they are. I mean, your, your customer-centric culture is about everything, right? It's marketing, it's sales, it's service, it's product, it's, you know, digital, it's, you know, everything. The idea that you should start from, you know, taking care of your customers and delivering on their expectations and needs. The, you know, care is obviously a key component of that. Um, and there is a relationship because all these things are intertwined. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's good to kind of point out what is the major separation from those two? Well, as I said, I mean, your customer-centric culture is throughout. So, and I'll give you a great example. So we've been doing some work um, with an insurance company that's running a customer empathy training program across a thousand people. And so they're, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to teach their folks across the organization in every function, you know, how to, how to kind of put the customer first in their, in their mindset. And it, it sounds a little bit odd, right? I mean, you'd think that would be the basics. Um, but the reality is there's so many things going on internally in an organization that can take up everybody's time and processes they have to follow and systems they have to use that, and, and of course the customers themselves are changing in terms of their profile and their expectations are changing. So organizations, you know, need to really constantly emphasize what it means to be customer centric across the organization and run, you know, empathy training programs and uh, customer profiling programs so that people understand how their customers have changed. And that's especially important when you've got an organization of people who've been in their roles for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. That's a, yeah, that sounds like a great example. What other trends would you like to point out? Are there any more that you want us to stay aware of? Yeah, I think the other one in the top 10, you know, is really important is that, and this is a, you know, holistic trend across the CX discipline that we've seen gathering pace for the last couple of years. And that is kind of the employee and the employee in two contexts. One is the importance of the employee voice in defining and improving the customer experience. So, you know, listening to your customers is one thing. You might as well listen to your employees and find out what they tell you about customer experience. Um, And then the other one is we've seen this growing focus in the last couple of years 
around taking CX techniques and applying them to that ever critical other audience, which is your employee. So thinking of your employee as a customer, what is your employee journey? What is their experience like? And, and in addition to having been asked to do that, we think that has accelerated uh, as much because of COVID. So you think about the whole remote working, return to work, uh, laid off to return to work. So hopefully in the next 12, 18 months, we're going to be kind of rebuilding the economy. It's probably going to look different than it looked before. Um, but we've got to re-engage employees, figure out what this new normal looks like, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, we started we started to see a couple of years ago CX techniques applied to employees. And I think that's going to accelerate dramatically as organizations figure out how to rebuild their business operations in this uh, hopefully soon post-COVID environment. Yeah, speaking of COVID, I noticed that that one, that that challenge was on the survey, but it wasn't all that high. Is that yeah. uh, something that, that people really aren't that concerned about anymore because it's they've kind of learned to adjust to it at this point? Well, I think the first one is a great example of uh, the difference between experts and real people, right? So we had a, a fairly strong push for what we ended up framing as COVID uncertainty and exhaustion. And, and we, we compiled the list of questions, uh, probably more focused from Q4 than, than January. So um, in Q4, we got a pretty strong push from our kind of panel experts um, on this COVID uncertainty and exhaustion. And then it came in number 29 of 33. So apparently no one cares. Um, and, I, and I think when I say doesn't care, I'm not being glib, but I think what happened in that period, you know, you think about mid-November vaccine announcements and all the stuff we've seen is I think people have really mentally pivoted from this idea of, you know, what we call despair and despondency last year to hope and recovery this year to hopefully new normalcy next year. And so I think in the period between probably the 1st of December, early part of December, and when we issued this survey, you know, February 1st, I think there's been a fundamental psychological shift to people you know, really focusing in on this idea that there is a there is a light at the end of the tunnel and a shining city on the hill, and and that they're mostly focused around figuring out how to navigate this year and get towards it, rather than the idea that this thing is just going to go on forever. Where I think a lot of people were in Q three and Q four last year. Yeah, that, the the exhaustion is is lifting for sure. Are there? Other trends that we need to be aware of, things that were either were, were, were not on the radar before and are on the radar now, or things that just completely fell off? Well, one, one that's kind of odd, um, maybe, is that when we went into 2020, we were asked by our, again, by our panel of experts to put this idea of job security and fear of losing a job and um Last year, it came in resoundingly at the bottom of the list of concerns, having put it on. And, and guess what? It came in at number 31 again this year. So apparently, uh, we CX folks are a pretty confident lot um, in terms of our <laughs> career. So it doesn't seem to matter what happens. Um, we think we're going to be gainfully employed. Um, and, then, and then a couple of others. We have a, for those who, who pull down the report and read it, which is available online, um, you know, we also have kind of a voice of customer section when we when we you know tease out some specific kind of quotes that we got back from people. Uh, one casting our mind forward to next year, uh, talking about optimism, um, is we got we got dinged for the fact that we didn't include 
kind of getting and sustaining executive commitment to CX as a specific uh, question call out. So it's on the list for 2022. We've already started creating those uh, amendments. Um, and that was that was that was kind of a big one. We've got a a number of pointers around you know how do you accelerate speed to value um, and speed to impact. So you know we've got concerns around picking the right initiatives. We've got concerns around making sure you deliver ROI. Uh, guess what? It's a pretty good hint that we're starting to get people saying, well. How do we get it faster, right? Which is which is not an unusual trait, but interesting that we got that called out. Um, and then we and then we got a, a couple of comments which are about people who are new to the CX discipline, um, you know, really calling out, "Wow, this is com- complex, or this is hard, or there's so many different terms," which kind of leads us right back to that whole CX science podcast series we did, which I think is designed to to hopefully, in a small way, demystify the world of CX. Um, and so, you know, it is, it is hard. I love the conversation. I forget who it is, but one of the you know federal government officials who has a plaque on their desk and says, you know, what's hard is hard, right? So, um, while, while we don't think that, that improving customer experiences in the world that we live in today is, is simple, we do fundamentally believe that it's relatively straightforward. And that's the whole philosophy underneath the CX science approach is that, there's a lot of different moving parts, but it's actually pretty structured um, and it's pretty straightforward to do this and do it well. There's just a lot of stuff to do to get there. So I think, you know, hearing people who are brand new into this uh, into this discipline, kind of calling that out, um, I think is always it's always good for us, right? Because it constantly reminds us that not everybody's been doing this for 10, 15 years as we have. So or or 20 or 30. Yeah. <laughs> um so yes, absolutely. That's a that's a good point. And also, some of these challenges that you mentioned can, I, I think that we'll be able to kind of do a deep dive on those as we go forward. We're definitely going to be picking up some of these topics to zero in on in our upcoming podcasts as trends that we want to focus on. You know, developing a CX culture. Uh, defining great CX is a really great one. What I'd like to do, in fact, for defining great CX, I would love to get as many people as we can find just their kind of one minute, one or two minute definition of what they think great CX is. Because, you know, people say the first thing that comes to their mind as far as how they define that, I think that could be really illuminating. So I'd really like to to focus on that. And I would say to those of you who are listening, maybe don't be super surprised if we start reaching out to you and asking you for your opinions on that. And the uh, 2021 CX Survey Challenge is going to be part of the resources on our podcast page. When you're hearing this podcast, you'll be able to go to our website at TalkingCX.com and look at the the newest podcast and just go ahead and go to that podcast page and you'll be able to download the survey for yourself if you do not have those results already. So thank you, Graham, for, for being here again. It's a lot of fun talking to you again. And I'm looking forward to a lot of these conversations and looking forward to 
focusing on these challenges as we go forward. Yeah, and I would, I would, I think it's great. And I, I would, I would add in, um, you know, you mentioned kind of getting people's kind of one minute or thirty second statements, um, you know, in the world of experience changes and mentioning our platform change, right? So we used to have uh, one of those old fashioned things called a phone number, um, and no one ever called that phone number. So uh, our idea is in the world of great experiences. Um, if you want to leave those for us, you can either send us an email, or you know, uh, most people seem pretty good these days, as we've discovered about you know, just doing a quick recording on their phone or their computer and just, you know, shipping that off to us. And, and maybe we'll find a way to um, put a little, you know, voice recorder app or something into the into the homepage of our podcast uh, page so that we can let people get that way. So, um, but we really want to hear from people. And as you said, we're going to start uh, reaching out and picking on people pretty soon. So. Yes. And on Twitter, so at Talking Seahawks, you can communicate with us that way as well, and on LinkedIn. So we look forward to hearing from people, and we definitely, this is called Talking CX Podcast, and we feel like the more people involved in this conversation, the better. So please do not hesitate to reach out, and also on our website, if you scroll down, you will also see a link there to contact us if you'd like to to be a guest on our show and being a guest doesn't need to necessarily mean that you have to talk the whole time. It could mean that you have an opinion on something that's an important topic to you. And it might be just a one minute little statement that you want to make or opinion or question, and we'll be happy to entertain using those as well. So thanks again. And we look forward to talking with you soon and with being back with a new podcast in a couple of weeks. Okay. Thanks. And talk to you later. Great. And don't forget before I forget the tagline. Yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot. So uh, do. Yeah. So here's our. <laughs> just, I was wondering. I just messed this whole thing up. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening, and don't forget, do CX right. And do it right now. All right, thanks everybody. Talk to you later.